Hello and welcome to this enriching coaching podcast series by Collective Change Institute, otherwise known as CCI. If you're into people development and coaching, or you're a coach yourself, eager to master this skill set and build a thriving business, then this podcast series is for you. You will get to enjoy and learn from a diverse panel of coaches hosting each podcast episode, bringing their expertise, experience, and tips. At CCI, our mission is to create ripples of change, and we do that through coaches. Our intention is that you will learn and be inspired as a change catalyst yourself from this podcast. What are we waiting for? Let's go! Hi coaches! As always, thank you for tuning in and spending time to learn and upgrade yourself as a coach. I'm so heartened to be here and I'm really excited um, that this is the first episode of a few that's coming up. So back in December 2023, I started an engagement with a very, 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 very senior person in the government agency. And the funny thing is, you know, I announced last late last year that I had um, retired from one-to-one coaching. But I, I guess I still had to take on some uh, certain clients, so I'm, I'm semi-retired, right? <laughs> but in order to you know, begin to pass down my knowledge and what I do in sessions that make it successful, I decided to do an open call to all the coaches in um, our network to ask, you know, would you be interested in understanding my thought processes going into a coaching session. You know, what is it that a master certified coach does to deliver a session experience? And the response was amazing. There's a lot of engagement and a lot of great uh, questions that came in. So today is the first episode of um, this so-called series. Um, And I hope to keep it going as the coaching progresses. Um, Hopefully it does. Sometimes these senior leaders are very, very busy. So... I find that coaching would never really be their top priority, um, but they will visit it from time to time, right? So we'll see what what, what happens. But as of now, um, a month later, uh, we've had one session and I wanted to record some notes from there. Today's topic is about um, how I prepare for a coaching session. So thank you to the coach who submitted this question. Uh, now, I have a couple of points that I want to cover in here. And um, some of the points that I'll cover would be things like what I do before going into the session in terms of like client notes. Also, my mindset going in, how I see myself as a coach um, in this role. Um, and I also talk about energetically how I'm you know, what kind of state I put myself into before I go into a session. And then last of all, what is it that I read in the environment, in the office, in the way people dress? Um, you know, how do I dress up to create a certain effect that I want? So I'll just cover all this, okay? So I don't think it's going to be a very long episode. I hope not, but Lynn can end up talking quite a lot. So let's, let's dive right in. Okay, so let me talk about the what happened before this first coaching, coaching session. So the client and I had a chemistry session um, about, I guess, one and a half or two months uh, prior to this first session. And he was checking out, uh, you know, whether he felt comfortable with me and likewise, whether I feel comfortable with him. So that was about a half an hour 
Zoom call and we spoke a little bit about some of the ideas that he had in mind to bring or to use the coaching for. He also asked me how I work, what's my style and as always, very important point, clients would usually ask what is a similar case? Have I worked with similar cases? So it's really important for you as a coach to have a few case studies um, that you constantly tap into to be able to share your work and the impact of your work, right? So after that, he told me to drop him an email with the points that we covered as he would make a decision over the next few weeks. So sure enough, he did, um, and we scheduled this first session to happen. So in terms of client notes, uh, I simply um, reread the email. Actually, that email is an exact copy of the notes that I take down. I use the program called Evernote, which can be used across all devices. And it's so easy to search by by words, by images, in fact, by hashtags. So um, I like that program. I put all my call notes in there. And in this case, I pasted it over to the email and I sent it out to him right, with some next actions for him to think about and for us to revisit um, if he decided to go ahead with me. So I reviewed that um, those notes before going into the session. I usually don't like to take too many notes. I find that it ends up, uh, I, it creates a reliance on notes and I end up over time uh, reducing the trust that I have in myself to remember. And um, I go a lot by energetic imprint, um, information imprint. I think with images, I sense these um, images, I sense a person's um energy, I sense their state. So actually I capture all these uh, and and then I take notes out of that, right? So I, I'm not busy taking notes while the client is talking. I'm also afraid that in, in um, building too much reliance on written notes that I end up placing more focus on getting things right, getting it right versus reading the client. So even though we recap the notes before we go into the session, it is uh, just, just a reminder to stay present because in this case, it's been two months since the chemistry session. So many things can happen in two months in life, okay? Things change, things move, things go, whatever. Um, so he could have changed, his state could have changed, his ideas could have changed. So we kind of just read the notes to just sense it and then but pay particular attention to what's actually happening in the moment, okay? So that's the first thing about um, notes and then also making sure to stay in the present time with the client. Now, what is my mindset going in? So um, I could be feeling a variety of things going into the session, right? It could range from positive emotions like, uh, you know, excitement, curiosity, uh, looking forwardness, etc. I could have had a good day. I could have, I could feel very freed up in my space and my state of mind. But there are also days where I go into session just grumpy. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not looking forward to it. I am bored of the coaching, I etc. Right? I'm human, so there are all these things that happen. You know, my kids could have blown up something before I left the house. So those things do happen, and it's just to acknowledge that uh, these are very human things, all right? But when I am walking into the office and I'm going through security, I'm going into the lift, I take these moments before the session to clear my mind. Now, I'm somebody who I like to do things right before. I like to prepare, prepare right before the actual event because I find that um, 
it, it, it aligns with my strength of tapping into what's in the space. I read the energy, I read the state of things, and that's how I operate. That's how I gather my information. But I know coaches who like to prepare a day in advance, right? They review the notes, they do some meditation, right? So you do you, you know you, the best way to optimize yourself. And nothing is right and nothing is wrong. It takes some time to find and understand this. So I do it in the lift. I, I, I take deep breaths, I clear my mind. I, and I, when I say I clear my mind, I just drop whatever is in my space. I put it aside and I go, I'm here for my client. I'm here for the coaching. And I step into like a professional suit figuratively. And that just kind of helps me shift into a, all right, let's do this, right? We've, we've got a mission here. Um, so I move into that state first, uh, my so-called coach state. And then I tune into what's there for me. So in this case, I usually am excited to connect with people. I forgo thinking about the role. I forgo expectations of, oh no, I need to deliver. Oh no, he needs to like me, blah, 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 blah. I really, the thing that turns me on in any interaction is simply the ability to connect. So to be very honest, like even in, even going into social um, appointments, like sometimes I, I, I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm just tired or whatever. But I know for me that when I connect to connection. Let's just go in and spend an hour connecting with this person, be completely open and to just see and witness and um, receive who this person is and to um, be wowed by the synergy of what comes up in, in this interaction today. I, I move into that state and I find that helps me to open up all my senses and my channels. Yeah. So that's my state. What am I, What about my role? How do I see myself as a coach going in? So um, a few years ago when I got my MCC, I noticed that going into sessions um, was very different compared to when I, well, when I was still building myself up as uh, an ACC and a PCC. And is this something, is this a topic that I bring into um, mentoring and training MCCs? Like if you were to join us in the PCC certification track as you work on your PCC, or you eventually decide you want to work on your MCC and you decide to join us, this is a question that I will throw you. What is your philosophy as a coach? So when I became an MCC, I wanted to play the biggest game that I knew at that time, it still is the game that I play today. And that is, how can I, in this session, shift and change your life? And this philosophy comes from the appreciation that um, life is unpredictable. I really may not see you tomorrow. I may not see you a month later. So I'm not going to bank on that. My coaching is going to be effective from now until the next session, right? I want to play a game where if you are alive and spending time this one hour with me and I'm alive and I'm spending this one hour with you, let's do it now. Let's not wait until tomorrow, right? It's a bit of a carpe diem, I guess, uh, energy to it. So, so I go in with that mindset and I go, okay, can I shift this client? Can I bring change to this client today? So I use all the resources that I have within me, in the space, in the client, um, in the coaching technology to help the client create a shift on the spot. 
And this means that I must be ready to assimilate all the data coming through fast and clean. I have to make sure that I'm catching things cleanly. It's not via, uh, it's, not, it's not through any of my biases or lenses. I, in this state, I need to catch any hot spots, which means that I need to notice when he is getting um, uncomfortable or the client, he or she is getting uncomfortable, where there are pauses, longer pauses, where there's a bit of a ask question and then the person scratches their head, right? All these um, or, or, or topics that I might, you know, questions that I'm, I might ask two or three times and it's avoided, like all these are what begins to show up to me as potential hotspots. And I need to catch all these things. I need to see links between what was brought in at the start of the session all the way to the end of the session. Like nothing in our human mind is disjointed. Everything is linked. It's just how we see it and communicate it. Um, you know, many years ago in secondary school, we were brought to a workshop. And the workshop t title was something like, Men Think Like Waffles. And women think like spaghetti. <laughs> so whether you are a waffle or spaghetti or anything in between, <laughs> um, rusty maybe for example, right? Um, all our thoughts are connected. So we also train up as um, coaches to be able to see links where the client may not um, acknowledge them. Uh, and I also put myself in a state where I'm ready to reflect back to cause realizations. So all this requires a very, very clean space inside of me. And I have over the years trained myself to remove any doubts of myself and of my performance and instead focus on connecting. Focus on connecting. Right? Um, now, do I bring uh, devices or notepads to take notes? I don't. The only thing I have in front of me between me and the, and, and the coachee in this case was a pot of tea, which he made and recommended. Um, and that's it. No phones, um, nothing. Okay, so it, this is trainable. It's very trainable. And I would highly recommend that you learn to do this over time to find your way of remembering things. Now, everybody has that. Okay, it's it's just how you do it. So like I shared earlier on, I... I um, I park data and I recall data via images, maps in my mind, models in my mind. That's how I think. So find your way and you will be able to track as the conversation goes. I, I hope you're learning stuff so far. I mean, these are things that we don't get the time to really put into official formal training. So I hope you're, you're getting some information out of this. Um, okay. All right, the next thing is then, okay, what do I cover? What do I cover in in um, the session? Now, I'm, I'm generally open to what will happen. I actually don't have an expectation. Okay, I know it's really weird to hear this. And in the foundational program, professional coach development, you know, we do cover some of the key models, like the six stages, uh, the six phases, the CCI model. Like these are models that um, I, you operate out of and I've been operating out of these unconsciously now for, for years so I don't have to actively think about this um, I've also learned that it works for me to remove any expectation of what coaching should look like what coaching should deliver like just really really move, remove all this because again back to my philosophy how can I deliver some kind of a change to this person today right so I I don't have key notes going in um but I do have a rough idea that I'm willing to drop, okay? So the rough idea consists of a few points that if, if 
if it's completely, you know, quiet and silent and the coachee completely has nothing to add or, you know, it's completely looking at me to navigate the session, okay, these are the points that I would cover, okay? So the first point is, where is the coachee now? Just right now, not two months ago when we did the chemistry session, but right now as of today. That's the first thing. The second thing is, what does the coachee sees he or she needs to change? So this could come across in ideas. It could come across in, you know, thoughts about the goal or dreams or um, situations, challenges. Like there are many ways that this can be expressed. Uh, but the point is, what does this person see needs to be changed? All right. The third point is, why? Why does this person want to change this? And um, is this person ready to change? And also, of course, what's stopping this person from changing by himself, on his own? Why is it he can't do that for himself? Why does he need a coach? Why did he put up his hand to say, yes, I'm interested in coaching? Like that would be a very big curiosity for me and it would give me a lot of clues as to where I can come in to support this person where he can't support himself. At the end of the session, what I the only thing that I know I want to reach is the question of what does this person truly want as a change, as something different? What does this person truly, truly, truly want? So that means that in this one hour or one what, 75 minute session with the coachee, um, I am free to navigate the entire conversation, right? That you can start with ideal, you can start with current, you can start with change, you can start with anywhere. But I need to know that, that this person truly wants to change something. Then that's where I know there is a purpose for a second session and the rest of the session, uh, rest of the engagement. Okay. It shows me the work that the coachee needs to do and how I can come in. So that's very broad. Um, you know, I'll, I'll save a, the what actually happened in the first session. Uh, to uh, I'll save it for another podcast episode. I just want to cover just all the thoughts and the prep going into a session. Okay, the last thing that, uh, the last point that I think would be valuable to talk about is what is it I choose to wear? How is it I choose to carry myself, my energy, my tone? How is it I interact? Um, you know, going into the office now. Okay, so as I walk through the office, all right, what's going through my mind? So when we reach the lift lobby, I call his PA and she comes to receive me. Now, the thing I've always learned is be very, very nice and very appreciative to PAs. Really, <laughs> because... Not only are they helping to schedule the coaching sessions, but, you know, I, I believe, my personal belief is who you are as a person shows up in the way that you interact with your PAs, uh, with the PAs, with the people on the ground. And if they feel and if people feel and see that you respect them, they would respect you more. And so it's never, never for me, it's a no-go to be um, rude or to just treat a PA as somebody who's supposed to schedule things with an expectation that this is your job. I feel that's so rude. <laughs> and a PA is the extension of the leader. So if a leader really loves their PA, um, then show, 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 show equal love. 
Okay, so I say hi, I'm really friendly, um, I empathize with her about having to come in during the holidays to work, I talk a little bit about the office, you know, I notice how, oh, you know, it's holiday time, but people are still around, you know, how's it like? So it gives me a very good sense of the work culture, and I guess the engagement and the, and the enthusiasm and the general tone of the staff body, the employee body, right? And all these are the people working under this director. When I go in, I'm um, brought to the meeting room. So I would decide right away where I should sit. I actually prefer to sit next to the leader. I don't like to sit across. But from my experience, most leaders like to sit. I mean, people automatically take the seat across of you. Uh, the reason why I prefer to sit next to the leader, I just feel that there's more connection. There's no table between us. It's not a, an, a, an opposite you know, I'm not an opposing figure. I am with you and I'm next to you and I'm supporting beside you. So that's my preference. But it doesn't throw me off anyway, wherever the leader chooses to sit. And I think that is the most important because a person would choose their most comfortable spot in the room unconsciously. So we just go with that. So I pick my seat. Um, I settle down and um, I just wait, wait until the leader shows up. Leader comes up, offers some, you know, coffee, tea, whatever. I go with his recommendation. And so he said, you know, I have some great tea. And I said, I would love to try it. So this already straight away builds um, rapport. And we the tea came, we talked about the tea. So it's a, it's a great way to begin to build that personal relationship. And I'm just not, I'm not, I don't want to give the vibe where I'm here to deliver something. I'm paid to be here to deliver something. And so let's just get with it. No, 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 no. I'm here to go. I want to know you. I want to like you. I want to, you know, I, I, I want to respect you. And, you know, I, I want to respect this relationship that we have, this partnership that we have. And it requires me really seeing and knowing and connecting to this person. So if this person loves this tea, I will try the tea. And I would um, see the world through his or her eyes. So that's kind of like how I think. Um, I, I then go with the person's tone. If they're very careful with their words and their phrasings and they put a lot of thought into how they're expressing themselves, then I would mirror the same thing. So I would put a lot of deliberation in um, every sentence that I say and I won't say as much because I, I, keep, I keep it very intentional just like them. Um, there are some leaders, like in this case, this leader is a bit more jovial. So he will kind of just express himself, himself freely, naturally. He would maybe have a bit a little bit of um, Singlish or, you know, very informal uh, way of expressing himself. And I would mirror the same thing. So I do this because I want to <laughs> almost like vibe with them at the same level. If they are more open and honest and, um, you know, that they're, they're more raw, then I want to showcase that as well. If they don't feel as safe, at first, or if it's just not their style to communicate this way, they're a bit more structured, a bit more formal, then I would do that at first to mirror the same level of, well, so-called professionalism. But over time, I would try to change this up a little bit so that it forces them to um, be more raw with me. Um, last thing, what is it that I wear? I know it's a very small thing. Uh, I am I have a fashion background, so what I wear is actually quite important to the whole brand and the more importantly, not so much the brand, but the effect that I want to create. So in this case, it was during December holiday. So you must think Christmas, people are not really in the office. Um, you know, Kochi is doing this because he has a bit more downtime now. And I want to reflect that 
Um, so I wear something that is semi-casual. I wore black pants, heels, so that's very proper and professional. But on top, I wore a sweater because hashtag sweater weather. But also because the sweater kind of just has that um, image of, okay, I can relax. You know, I'm cozy. I can relax. I can um, just be, just it's not so formal. Um, the pants and the heels and the earrings and the makeup, they're all out of respect for who this person is and that it's a professional engagement. But I want to also add that tinge that you can be safe with me, you can be comfortable with me. You're almost like sitting on a couch opposite me, just talking like what's on your mind and what's in your heart, right? So that is um, the effect I want to create through my dressing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else you imagine would be important to pay attention to going into the session. I think I kind of brought in a lot of points already. But if you have any more questions or you have any more thoughts, like just feel free to leave it in the um, the comments on the podcast or anywhere. You can DM us on um, Instagram. We're always there. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, episode. <laughs> and I hope we begin to deep dive you into my world, um, our world as professional coaches. And so as you can tell, it's all very, very intentional. I hope this inspires you as well to continue working on your craft and to just, you know, get a peek into how expansive this world is. It's really not just about the coaching and just about the question. It's about everything that we do and what we bring into the sessions that create an experience for the coachee. I loved hanging out with you and I look forward to rolling out the next few episodes. So stay tuned. Bye. Thank you for hanging out with us on this coaching podcast series. If you found this episode helpful, I'm really glad. Be sure to check out the other episodes for more juicy insights and share this episode with someone who might find this relevant. Continue your learning with CCI by attending a coach training module or engaging a certified coach for your organization or your own self-development. Head to www.collectivechangeinstitute.com to accelerate your transformation. See you soon.